politics, sports, movies. You are listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank, and I'm the host of the show. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking the show out. If you're a return listener, thanks for coming back and continuing to listen. The show is available on the following apps. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. If you listen to the show using one of these apps, please click subscribe, and this will allow you to receive notifications when new episodes are uploaded. You can also listen to episodes on the show's Facebook page, which can be found by searching for Let Me Bend Your Ear. Episodes are also available on the show's YouTube channel. Just search for Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. This podcast covers three different topics, politics, sports, and movies. Each episode is dedicated to one of these topics. You can also follow the show on social media. The handle for Twitter is at BendYourEarPod. This is also the handle for Instagram. If you want to email the show, the email is BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com. If you're not using a podcasting app to listen to the show, you can always get episodes directly from the website, which is located at www.letmebendyourear.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. This is Frank. I'm calling on tonight to record my next movie review, which is the new Eddie Murphy film, Coming to America, which is now on... Amazon Prime. So I just finished watching the movie a few minutes ago, so I wanted to go ahead and get this podcast out. Uh, first of all, obviously, if you're a big fan of the first movie, the 1998, or excuse me, 1988 film, Coming to America, uh, one of the most beloved Eddie Murphy films, directed by John Landis, had a great cast: Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, Sherry Headley, um, John Amos. Uh, great cast: uh, Eric LaSalle, who was on ER. Great movie, classic Eddie Murphy film. It was a little bit different than the movies he was doing at the time. And I think that movie has resonated over a long period of time. I know I've seen interviews with Eddie Murphy throughout the years. And he's always remarked how more people, I think, ask him about coming to America than probably uh, any of his other films. So talk for sequel has been going on for years and years and years. There's been a lot of stops and starts. I never really thought there would be a sequel to the movie. I know when I saw the movie back in 1988, uh, it, you know, it had a pretty much a closed ending it didn't seem like that would be a movie that would lend itself to a sequel and i think uh for the longest time eddie murphy had no intention of doing a sequel uh, until he started to just hear all the love for the film and all the questions he was asked about it so i know a few years back about four or five years ago he decided uh to seriously look into uh, um, making a sequel and obviously it's culminated with its release uh today uh, obviously, this is another one of those movies that was affected by the pandemic. It was supposed to be released in theaters. Uh, obviously, as the pandemic raged on and theaters remained closed, uh, they made the decision Paramount, the distributor, to uh, sell it to a scre- streaming service. In this case, it went to Amazon. And uh, Eddie Murphy's Prince Akeem is obviously the heir to the throne. He has three daughters. He does not have a son. So the laws of Zamunda require that a male becomes the heir to the throne. Um, And uh, with that dilemma, you have uh, General Zizi, played by the great Wesley Snipes, 
who was great to see here because the film, this film has been was directed by Craig Brewer, who also directed My Name is Dolomite, uh, which was considered the kind of the Eddie Murphy comeback film last year uh, that premiered on Netflix, which was an entertaining film. And Wesley Snipes was also in that movie, and he's fantastic in it. Also good in Coming to America as well. So the general is threatening to uh, attack Zumunda if they uh, don't arrange a marriage between his son and one of Eddie Murphy's daughters, one of Prince Akeem's daughters. So that sets the stage for the movie. And then he in turn finds out, Prince Akeem finds out that he actually has a son that he never knew about. And I don't want to give away too much about how that's found out because there's a lot of callbacks to the first movie, a lot of cameos, um, a lot of people from the first movie in this one, but and some unexpected cameos, which I'm not going to give away any. But uh, the way they set up how... Prince Akeem ends up having a son that's living in Queens is actually pretty funny. There's, there's, like I said, I don't want to give too much away. There's, there's scenes from the first movie in there, and then they they come up with a clever way to uh, have this son. So, of course, Prince Akeem is ecstatic because now he can have an heir to the throne and and um, rebut the threat that's coming from General Zizi. So, uh, he obviously goes back to Queens to try to find him and. Uh, his son is played by, and I'm sorry, let me pull up the names. I had everybody in the cast. Jermaine Fowler plays his son, which is great. Um, I haven't seen him before, but he's very, very funny in the movie. Uh, so his mother is played by comedian Leslie Jones. If you know her from Saturday Night Live, she's hilarious to me. I've always thought she was funny, and she's funny in this movie as well. And uh, the uncle is played by another one of my favorites, Tracy Morgan. So you know, if you know Tracy Morgan from 30 Rock, from Saturday Night Live, he's uh, hilarious. So he's always his funny self in that movie as well. So as the movie progresses, uh, he brings, Akeem brings uh, his son back to Zumunda. And obviously he brings, um, he doesn't come back unless his mom comes back with him. So they both come back to Zumunda and then it becomes kind of a fish out of water uh, um, movie for a lot of the running time. Uh, so instead of taking place in Queens, like the first movie did, this transports the action mostly in Zamunda, where uh, he has to become a, he has to take the princely test to uh, become a prince, and then now marry uh, General Zizi's daughters. Uh, so obviously, this solves a lot of problems. But as in the first movie, uh, the plots are kind of similar in the sense that uh, his son, you know, is going to be in an arranged marriage. And ends up uh, falling in love with a different woman. Kind of just the same plot as the first movie where Prince Akeem uh, falls in love with Lisa. Uh, and you know how that movie ends if you've seen Coming to America, the original film. So this movie is entertaining. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, the nostalgia factor really helps this movie a lot. I think uh, if you have a fond remembrance and enjoyed the first movie, I think you will enjoy this movie. I don't think this movie is as strong as the first movie. But there were some laugh out loud moments. Uh, not you know, no spoiler alert here. You get the, you get some of the characters from the first movie. You know the, the, the old Jewish man in the barbershop along with the barber and you know played by Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, just as funny as ever. They got some more modern, one liners and just hilarious. And it's always great to see those characters. You get to see the Arsenio Hall, um, minister character come back. And there's some other characters that come back as well. I'm not going to give you all of that. Uh, let you watch the movie because there's some there's some clever ways that the, some of the characters return. And as I stated before, one of the things that's really good about the movie is that there is some cameos of 
people in it. And I'm not going to say any of them because they're they're funny, they're unexpected, and the way they kind of use them is clever. And it's kind of cool to be surprised by um, cameos. And I don't mean even people from the first movie. I mean the cameos of people that were not in the first movie and that you would have expected in this movie. So very some very funny scenes in the movie. Uh, again, the performances. Uh, look, Eddie Murphy is always great. Uh, he knows his character, you know, like the back of his hand. And Arsenio Hall, who, it's funny because with Arsenio, obviously he's best known as a stand-up comedian and a talk show host. Uh, but he is a very good actor. He was very good in the first movie. He's just as good in this one. Obviously a character he knows well. You know, laugh out loud funny. And when he goes into makeup, he's just as funny uh, as Eddie Murphy doing those characters. I mean, they they were both equally equally funny so i think arsenio hall doesn't get the credit he deserves even from the first movie but in this movie he's fantastic as well just as funny as eddie murphy doing those other characters and uh jermaine fowler like i said i haven't seen him before this movie um he was very good uh as as prince akeem's son i'm trying to pull up the character's name i'm sorry give me one second here lavelle johnson so it's lavelle so he's very good as lavelle as 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 the king's son so his character uh his story arc is obviously uh, kind of similar. He's a fish out of water. Uh, he's uh, kind of thrown into this. You know, he's kind of uh, a guy that doesn't really have a direction in life. So obviously this comes into his lap. And then Leslie Jones, is, his mother, is fantastic. So, you know, she's basically just her character. Like I said, if you were a fan of Leslie Jones, you'll love her here. She's just, uh, I've always been, been a huge fan of her. I think she's extremely funny. So it's great to see her uh, in a major film role. Uh, and, and just knocking it out of the park. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Leslie Jones. And it was cool to see James Earl Jones, um, then Shari Headley back as, as Prince Akeem's wife, Lisa. Uh, and then the three daughters are really good as well. Uh, I think the middle daughter is played by uh, Eddie Murphy's actual real-life daughter. But all three of them are good. The oldest daughter is especially good. Uh, obviously, she's frustrated because she wants to... Uh, be the heir to the throne but she can't because obviously she's a woman and the laws don't allow it so uh like i said there's some modern touches in coming to america which i think helps um elevate it a little bit there's some you know very funny jokes about race and jokes about things that have changed uh obviously in 30 years since the first movie came out and what i did like about this movie a lot which did remind me of the first movie this is if you back in 1988 uh it you didn't really see a lot of african-american comedies that one that rose to this level of success obviously with eddie murphy being attached to it but they had a, dif a distinctive uh vibe about it that was great like you know black culture in queens and then showing an african country a strong african country i think and i don't think it was blatantly done in the first movie in this movie uh it's more on the forefront but i like it though because i think it always added a great uh extra layer to just a standard comedy movie so i think they did a good job doing it here so i know the screenplay was actually co-written um by uh the creator of blackish and i forgot his name off the top of my head i'm gonna pull it up right now um kenya barris so i know he co-wrote the screenplay with uh with justin canoe david sheffield uh so they co-wrote the screenplay so as i was saying a little bit earlier the movie is funny i laughed in a lot of parts of it the movie i think is not as strong as the first movie and again it, it suffers from that it's tough to make a sequel uh, of a classic film because i think the the original coming to america was just so fresh it was so different in the in just basically telling a very uh sweet story with just great laughs and like i said at the time when it came out in 88 you know 
Eddie Murphy was a huge star already. He was known for the R-rated comedies, 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Um, the, those movies that had the more, and obviously his his tremendous stand-up, which is obviously uh, adults only at the time. So this movie kind of, even though it was rated R, it was just a kind of a, a, I don't want to say departure, but it, it showed a different side of Eddie Murphy as an actor. Uh, he gave a very, a, a very nuanced performance. And I think in Coming to America, it really showed him for the first time as an as a real as a, as an actor uh, that can do things because actually in the first movie he's not really the funny person in the movie it's the it's the people around him that are funny it's a, actually Arsenio Hall you know when Eddie Murphy's in character doing the characters like the barbershop and and the characters that he played in the movies and both movies and that's when he's at his funniest but the actual character of Prince Akeem was was a serious uh, character for him and it was you know he had funny moments but he wasn't the funny guy in the movie which I think is what set it apart from his other movies that he had started up until that point. So, again, I think uh, if you were a fan of the first movie, uh, you'll really enjoy this one. Like I said, you'll enjoy the callbacks. You'll enjoy the the uh, cameos uh, of people from the first movie and the unexpected cameos that you're going to see in the movie. Uh, the movie runs one hour and 48 minutes, I think, so a little, a little a touch under two hours. Uh, it didn't feel, I didn't feel like it dragged anywhere. Like I said, I think uh, my criticism of the movie, and it's a mild criticism, like I said, I think it's it's kind of a, um, a rehash of the first movie. And I don't mean that as a bad thing, because actually it was, it, it's it's funny, I think with, with movie reviewing in this last year and a half with the, with the pandemic, I think comfort, comfort food in the form of movies, I think it's kind of nice. I think maybe, you know, in a, in a different environment, maybe, you know, I would have a more critical review of this movie but i don't even know because like i said i enjoyed it but where i really enjoyed was seeing characters that i hadn't seen in a very long time and i didn't re-watch the first movie before i saw this one i, I not that i wish that i did but uh I, i'm gonna go back and revisit the first movie because like i said i'm a big fan of it i loved it and seeing some of the characters um in this movie really reminded me of how much i love the first movie so uh coming to america i think does a good job of of bringing back old familiar characters with some new laughs and some new characters. And like I said, Jermaine Fowler does a good job because uh, he ends up being the de facto almost main character of this particular film. Uh, but like I said, I think the cast does a great job. Wesley Snipes, again, uh, it's kind of good to see him come back as well. Like I said, in, in Dolomite uh, is my name from last year. He was fantastic. He's good here too. He, You can see him just, he does, he does over the top better than I think anybody. Just funny and he just, you can tell he just had a great time doing it. Uh, so it's great to see Wesley Snipes come back. Hopefully he'll continue to make more and more films again uh, after he's been gone for a while. Uh, so it was great to see him. And like I said, Eddie Murphy's always fantastic. So uh, it was definitely a, a good uh, hour and 50 minutes of my time. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was just good feelings of the first movie. Uh, so again, Coming to America is on Amazon Prime right now. So you can watch it right now uh, whenever you'd like. Uh, like I said, it's uh, rated PG-13. Uh, so the first movie was rated R. This one, there's some, there's some um, uh, adult jokes in there, but it's yeah, definitely not an R-rated film. So it's PG-13. But again, if you love Eddie Murphy, if you love the movie, if you love the original Coming to America film, I think, like I said, I think this uh, acquits itself very well. Uh, is it as good as the first movie? No, but it was definitely entertaining, and I and I had some good laughs in it. So out of five Van Goghs, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Coming to America three and a half van goes out of five.
And if you saw my post today, like I said, uh, this podcast, uh, this episode here with the review of Coming to America will be uh, here on video. Uh, if you're watching it now, great. If you watch it later, that's fantastic. It'll be up on the YouTube channel and also uh, on the audio podcasting feed. So you can get the podcast wherever you get them. It's uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and also on Amazon Music. So again, uh, I did an Instagram video and a Twitter live video earlier today. So anyone that's listened to the podcast, let me know what you think about it. You can also email the show at, at, uh, at BenUriaPodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to make a, a, a greater effort to interact uh, with the podcast through a video format uh, as well as the original audio feed because uh, I enjoy doing this podcast a lot. I enjoy reviewing movies and giving my thoughts and opinions on new movies and old movies. So please check out the show if you like it. Uh, my latest episode is uh, with Chad, Sports Car Unleashed. Uh, we talked about NFL. So like I said, this podcast is sports, politics, and movies. Haven't done much politics lately because it's uh, been a pretty uh, sorry climate for politics. It really hasn't stoked my appetite to do any shows on it, uh, but I will get back to it at some point. It's really been more sports and spe especially movies. Uh, during this time, I think movies are a great escape anyway. So check it out. And like I said, check out my videos uh, on Instagram. Uh, the handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. That's also the handle for Twitter. So like I said, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, the YouTube page, please subscribe to it. It's um, Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. And of course, this page uh, on Facebook is Let Me Bend Your Ear. So even if you're not a regular listener to the podcast or the YouTube channel, if you can just like it or subscribe to it on there, uh, that would help a lot. So like I said, I'm trying to grow the numbers, increase the access, get listeners that would be interested in it and grow the numbers for the show. Uh, I do this podcast because I enjoy it. It's something that uh, I get a lot of fulfillment out of. Uh, so while the numbers aren't the be all end all for me, I do want to increase the visibility of the show and have more people checking out and hopefully interact. So again, uh, you can find me on all the social medias at Bend Your Ear Pod, YouTube and Facebook. And again, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. So again, thanks for tuning in if you're tuning in live and thank you if you're going to look at this later or listen to it on the audio podcast feed. Hope everybody has a great night and has a great upcoming weekend. Thanks.